Hello. Hey there. Let's get right to it. Okay. So SEO, SEO, SEO. Boy, I'll tell you, as technology changes, so does SEO right along with it. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you five really cool key tips that's going to help you with the SEO strategies to win the rank war. So let's get going. Welcome to Marketing in a Mic. We are here to give you a variety of digital marketing tips, trends, and useful guides all to help your business get results. That's right. And today we're talking about SEO and these are some SEO strategies that can help you with your rankings online because that's what it's all about, getting that visibility. So just let's talk about some SEO basics. So, you know, if you've heard about SEO Great, but if this is a new term for you, let's bring you up to speed. So SEO or search engine optimization is really a bunch of online techniques that search engines use to help find relevant information and connect it to the end user. So that's the basics for you. That is the basics. And people that have never heard of SEO, um, that's very important information. And exactly what is SEO? Well, you've got to think about the internet there's so much information out there and the search engines, they really have like a specific checklist or you may have heard the word algorithm that they like to go by um, and to make sure that they're putting the most accurate and trustworthy information in front of users. So that's why SEO is very, very important. So if your website, blog or anything else that's online um, doesn't meet their criteria, the search engines will not prioritize your website and then your online visibility and rankings will definitely suffer. Yes. Yes. So you want to be on the, in the good graces with those search yeah. engines. So <laughs> to avoid this, we're going to show you some recent SEO trends that will help you and your business uh, going into 2022. So let's dive right in. And the first thing we want to talk about is long target, long tail kill. <laughs> keywords. That's a mouthful. Target long tail keywords. I'm telling you, we're going to give you a lot of jargon today, but we promise we're going to really, really explain it to you. So what the heck does that mean? So one thing that search engines that they look for it, when they're just crawling around all over the internet is short tail keywords and long tail keywords. So what the heck does that mean? <laughs> well, the word long should give you a little bit of a clue, but an example, I'll just give you an example. That's an easier way to tell it. So an example of a short tail or a short keyword would be scrambled eggs. Like if you're yeah. just generally wanting to look up scrambled eggs, but if you wanted to turn that into a long tail keyword, you might say how to make scrambled eggs fluffy. So it's getting more specific. The long tail keywords are even more conversational, which is becoming increasingly important now that voice search is being used. That makes a lot of sense. You think about voice search and it really is more conversational of like a full sentence. So because long tail keywords are more specific, they can sometimes have a lower search volume, but don't let that fool you, fool you because lower search volume actually means less competition. So therefore, your content is actually becoming easier to rank for. So additionally, you know, because there's so much content floating out there, the more specific that you can be, the easier it is for search engines to deem your content useful. 
Yes, and that's what's all important to all of us. We want to make sure that we're doing the right things to be showing up. So <laughs> how can you incorporate these long tail keywords into your content? Well, the search engines, they aren't any dummies. So you can't get by with just stuffing keywords in your content without it making some kind of sense. So our recommendation is first scope out the industry and determine what keyword phrases that your customers might be using to find you. Yes, that's really important. You want to know, hey, what is my prospects? What are they searching for? So once you've done your research, select your long tail keywords and begin writing relevant content, relevant being the keyword. Um, really, the beautiful thing about keywords is that they can be used in so many different forms of content. That Yeah, that's true. So um, let's talk about using more long form content. What does that mean? Again, the word long should be yeah. <laughs> uh, long form content is any piece of writing that is between a thousand and seventy five hundred words. That seems like a lot. And it is. Yeah. But the purpose of the long form content is to provide a lot of value and very detailed information to your users. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're going to hear this from us like over and over and over again, yeah. but like the useful and the value and all this with your content is so important. So longer content works because it produces higher search rankings. And you may be like, why? Well, because longer content tends to have more higher quality information, which is exactly what Google is looking for. And it also produces the ability for more backlinks, which is another ranking factor that Google looks for. That is, and that's the important factor. Like we said, we're going to hear it over and over and over, but long form content, it also generates more online sharing than short form content, which mm -hmm. online sharing means bringing more visitors to your website and to your information. So think about this, you're online searching and searching for answers on a particular topic. Yeah. So you're searching and you're searching, and you're searching, you come across an article that's detailed. It gives you step-by-step -step instructions. It gives you all the answers that you're looking for in one spot. So as a customer, you begin to trust that brand that they know what they're talking about and you're more likely to go back to them again. Yes, exactly. They've also spent more time on your website, which we know that's a big, big thing, mm -hmm. which means less bounce rate. What's bounce rate means if they look at something they're not interested, they bounce right off. Mm -hmm. um, this is a great signal to Google and all the search engines that you are very trustworthy. And that's what they really want to provide to the end user. So bottom line, long form content gives you more, gives you more shares, more links, more page engagement and more content, which is a win-win yes. for you. Exactly. That's why it's a real important SEO fact that you want to think about. So, all right. So we talked about the words. So what types of long form content perform well? So writing a 2000 word blog <laughs> might sound a little daunting. I mean, it for sure does, especially if like, I'm not a writer, but it's worth the time because this is what people are looking for. So some examples of, say, high-performing long-form content would be guides, tutorials, how-to, case studies, resources, step-by-step -step instructions, and so on. So you want your, your long-form content to sort of be an example to a particular talking point and yeah. really expand on it. So by the end of them reading it, they, they know it through and through. 
Right. And you can kind of think of it this way. Just make sure you structure it. Yeah. So kind of like, have you ever asked Google a question and their search results come back with, you've seen those little FAQ boxes uh -huh. and the little people asked sections, that kind of thing. The purpose of all of this is Google's ongoing effort to answer questions as quickly as possible, but also, here we go again, further enhance the user's experience. You see a theme here. They're all about the user's experience. And I really like that too, because it'll do related questions or other things people, so that if you don't get your exact answer, it's right there in front of you that you could start clicking other options that Google's given you. So they're really thinking about us, you know? <laughs> so they're, they're looking out for us. Yeah. So when you're putting together your content, you want to think about this. Google, 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 Google <laughs> paper is talking today. Favors lists, they like numbers, they like step-by-step. Step. So really structure your stuff with some good headers, with numbered items, one, two, three, four. Um, even include, if it's a really long form content blog, put a table of contents right, right at the very top so that they know here's all the things that are gonna be discussed in that particular blog. So not only does that break up your talking points, but it, again, it just provides another better user experience, which you know this is what this is all about. Yeah, it has to catch people's attention. You just don't want to go on and on and on and on and on one big old long paragraph. So that yeah. structure, just think about ways to catch people's attention with the structure. All right. So number three, core web vital signals. Yeah. What? Yeah, we're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going deep. I am jumping in. Come on with me. Come on. <laughs> Follow me in. All right. We're going to put this in simple terms for you. What this means is essentially we're putting the user experience at the forefront by measuring a website's performance in three very important parts. So the first one is cumulative layout shift visible or visual stability. That's all this is. It's the maximum change of a layout of a page within a five second session. Yes, and we're going somewhere with this. So the second point is the first input delay, which is the interactivity. So this factor is determined by really how long it takes from the user's first click to like an interactive element, like such as a link or a button to when it starts processing. And then the third part is the largest contentful, I mean, they make these so easy, right? Lar largest contentful paint, which is the loading performance. That's our simple I'm term. just glad you had those points. <laughs> well, I was like, we got to put this real plain Jane. Here. So that third point is just loading performance. That's I gotta remember. There you go. So this is how long it takes an element on a page to load. So the quicker it loads, obviously, the better that your performance metric is going to be. Yeah, I appreciate you taking me into consideration when putting this. I was like, <laughs> I'll do the, the marble in my mouth explosion. <laughs> Let's see if we can go through this. All right. So the core web vital signals, that, I mean, they were introduced last year. However, many websites were real slow to make this change. They weren't even paying any attention to it. So yeah. going into 2022, Google is going to ramp up the importance of all these changes and adapting to them for your ranking. So it's very important. Bottom line, put this on your radar or you're going to be left behind because you can be guaranteed that your competitors are going to be using this and we don't want them ranking higher. No, absolutely. So yeah, as you said, this was introduced last year and I, a lot of websites were like, yeah, table it. And now they're really making it like you, you got to do this. Uh, this is going to be a big ranking factor. So we've got three tips. So how to optimize your website for core vital. So number one is um, 
and I don't want to botch this word because I'm really bad at pronouncing things, but use, is it, say it, Glenna. I would say facades. That's what I would say. Okay, facades. Okay, so that's what I thought. It looks like facades, but. Right, it looks like facades, but we're saying facades for late loading content. So what the heck does that mean? Facades are, they're really like placeholders for content. So they hold the place for the content that's going to appear on the page once it finishes loading. So let's say you have like a product image, okay? And that product image is loading on your site. This little placeholder is going to hold the place as it loads so it won't get like rearranged or move around as it's loading. It's, it's important. You don't think about these things, but it's, it's happening. You, won't, you don't think about it until the website is a hot mess. Yeah, or you're you're dropping um, in the rankings and you don't have any idea why. This is becoming very important. And the more and more elements that you put on it, the slower it's going to load. So you mm -hmm. have to make sure that that's taken care of. It's very important. So one of the things you can do is drop any large elements beneath the fold. What does that mean? That's an old term. Beneath the fold refers to any portion of the web page that you're going to have to scroll to see. So fun fact, I'm going to... I actually know what this means, so I guess I'm showing my age here, but below <laughs> the fold was a term coined for newspapers. It was when the newspaper was folded and any information that was below that fold was beneath the fold. It was deemed not quite as important as the stuff at the top. So by dropping large elements beneath that fold, it allows more unstable elements like images, ads, tweets to appear gradually as that page loads. Yes. So all these things are really about you, like the performance of your website. And these are things that are really mattering. So the third tip would be add interactive elements early that serve a purpose. So for example, like if say if a page has an element that needs to be like clicked on in order for the users to view the site, um, it'll cause a delay because the page is still loading in the background. So think about adding, say like a pop-up, like say like the the cookies or subscribe to our email list or something like that with the, the cookies preference, you know, that pops up kind of buys you some time while stuff is loading in the background. Okay. That sounds great. And let's go to number four of as far as talking about SEO winning strategies, um, add key moments to your video. Now these are some things that you may have never thought of and I bet, but I bet you've seen it. You know, it's like one of those things I bet I've noticed it and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I have noticed that. So Google has a new way that they're optimizing videos for the search results when they're published on a creator's website versus YouTube. So rather than YouTube, all yeah. website owners must do is tell Google whatever your URL is of your website pattern for skipping to a specific timestamp within a video. So you just tell them ahead of time where you're going. Yeah. So you, like when I was saying, you've absolutely seen this when you search for something because now videos are popping up in the search results and they'll actually give you a, a key moment, which will be like, Hey, right at the four minute and 23 second mark, they're going to talk about this, the exact thing that you're searching for. So Google's going to use this, the beautiful AI intelligence to identify these key moments and display the direct links to that point in the video in the search results. So it lets the searcher kind of just jump to the key moment in that video directly from the search results. And this has been huge and coming in more and more as video content is just growing and growing. Oh, it is huge because previously Google had to use the YouTube description and their timestamps for the description to create these key moment timestamps is what they're called. So now the seek to action feature, it's a markup feature that will need to be used to achieve the same thing. 
Yeah. So again, this is really more, this is unique if you're putting videos on your website, which is frankly what you want to do. You want to put some stuff on there and have some links to it, but uh, your video needs to have the ability to deep deep link. Now we're not going to get too complicated in this, but we just want to let you know that your videos do have to be built in a way that it can have this deep link so that you can have the start point and stop point at each area of your video. So uh, our suggestion would be to include like a quick intro at the top of your video so that your key moment isn't right at the start. And that's just important because they don't want to start something right at zero, 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 zero. They want to have a little bit of wiggle room to find the key moment. So that's just a tip if you're going to start doing this. Right. And if you are going to start doing it, you're going to need to use that seek to action markup on every video you want Google to identify on those key moments. Um, we have a video, I guess we have some information um, that you can find more seek to action works. I don't know if we have that link or well, we put it in the comments. Yeah, we could put it in. Yeah, we'll put it in the blog later. But it's a seek to action. You can honestly just Google that and you will get a really thorough instruction on how to set it up. Um, so you can also, there's a great article as well to just talk more in depth of like all the things that Google is needing. Um, some of this stuff will already be embedded in your video, but you might want to just refer to this so you can make sure you're setting it up properly. Yeah. And like Sarah said, this will also be in our blog post about this same information. Okay. How do you add these timestamps to your YouTube videos? Well, a good workaround to this is if your videos are only on YouTube is by adding timestamps to your YouTube videos. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> so no. if you're just using YouTube, that's where you would add them. So here's how it works. You're just going to log into your YouTube account, go to your channel, and then select content. It's on your left navigation panel, and then select the video you want to edit. Yes. And then when you do this and, and anytime you're loading a video, you're going to go through all these different steps. But there's an area that says this, this the description field, and it's essentially where you're going to put in the description of the video. And what you want to do in there is format the specific timestamps that you want. And you want to put it in brackets of hours, minutes and seconds and then add your keyword segment next to it and then just click save. So essentially it would be like, say, if we're doing this talking point right here, which is key moments in videos, we would put that and then put the timestamp of 18 minutes and 17 seconds right there in the description. And that gives Google the ability to read that and identify that key moment in your content, and then they can use that. And this is for if you're putting your videos on YouTube. Yes, exactly. And so why is this important for SEO, you might ask, which is why we're what we're always after. Well, with more and more of these videos showing up in Google search, and I'm sure you've seen it, this will make your video stand out a lot more. And guess what? Improve your search rankings in Google Um along with it. So yeah. Google will be able to easily identify your video contents and place it directly in front of the end user. So adding these timestamps, again, not only enhances the user experience, but it will maximize your maximize your SEO opportunities. And guess what that means? Up with the search rankings. So you're going to get higher and higher with this information. Yes, it's all good, good stuff. Very important. So all right, we've got one final point that we want to make, and that's going to be expertise, authority, and trust, and otherwise known as EAT. And I love that little, yeah. I love EAT. It's just, it's funny to me. I don't know why. So the acronym EAT, it refers to kind of a bundle of three ranking factors, three really important ranking factors that really, again, these search engines use to detect the quality of the content on the website. 
expertise, authority, and trust. So EAT is considered really one of the most significant ranking factors. And so it's really important that you follow these guidelines. And we're going to give you kind of a brief description of what each of them means. We sure are. So EAT, we'll start with the E in EAT. It means expertise. Um, this refers to your trustworthiness of the creator of the content, which would be you. <laughs> yeah. um, when content relates to specialized fields, expertise is crucial. You've got to know what you're talking about. And people have to realize that. Additionally, Google can't be publishing content to searchers that might potentially put them in danger or, I mean, just really take them down the wrong, wrong road of whatever they're trying to search for. Yes. And that's why their algorithms check for details like the author's name, bio, links to other relevant data or like sources. I mean, this and we just want to back up on this. This really is very important for things like a medical field or things where really the information that you put out there is like could be potentially harmful if it's inaccurate. So you don't have to have a PhD. I mean, we're not saying that you've got to be like an absolute expert and have all the plaques behind you on your wall to write a blog. But it's the point is, is that your content really has to be like purposeful, has to be truthful, and it has to be relevant to what the searcher needs. Yeah, right about what you actually know. About. <laughs> All right. So that's the E and E. Now we are to the A, authoritativeness. Um, being an expert at something, it doesn't really make you automatically an authority. We've seen this before, people just blurting stuff out that they have no idea what it even means. So being recognized, though, by others is going to give you that. Authoritativeness relates to how much of an expert that not only you think you are, but how are you perceived in your industry? Do people yeah, realize exactly. you know what you're talking about? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you got to be, others got to find you credible too. Yeah. So, so how would they do that? If they're sharing your content, if they're sourcing your content, if they're leaving you reviews, if they're endorsing your business, all of those things, uh, linking your content to their, from their own articles. These are all things that are going to help you gain that authoritativeness. So really the bottom line, just make sure that you're providing useful, relevant, <laughs> truthful information. You would think that this would be, you know, something that is just automatic and makes sense. But especially in our field, there are a lot of people that, you know, are giving bad information. So that's what this all about is all about. So the mm -hmm. T and E is trustworthiness. Again, this how I mean, this has to be one of the most major parts of E and has everything to do with establishing you and your website as reliable information. Um, no one appreciates a link back to some phony baloney. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. A nice phony way of putting baloney. it. But doesn't have a clue about what he or she is talking about. So yeah. I've seen supposed experts in our field and I've just like cringe sometimes. It's like, ooh, maybe not. Same. Maybe same. <laughs> well, you know rules. The rules come into play when some bozo is the one breaking the rules. Yeah. You know, you're that's right. what all this is. It's like somebody's yeah. doing something that's not, that's dishonest or whatever. So people appreciate and trust websites that deliver accurate information, so does Google. So Google actually, to think about this, if you want to risk it, we say don't because they're going to really penalize you for any inaccurate or misleading information. They're just going to take you right off and you're just not going to get seen. So, yeah. Yeah. So the bottom line of all of this is SEO is constantly changing 
But these current trends should give you a leg up, at least in 2022, because I'm sure it'll change before we get to 2023. So, and also, if you're wanting to add SEO or you need more information about it, we'd love to talk with you. Yes. Don't forget about our podcast, Marketing and Mike. Don't be sure to subscribe to it. And don't forget as well that we go live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can catch the replay on Instagram. And as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fusion One Marketing, because all we are putting out a lot of information to help everybody in the digital marketing world. So yeah. that's it for us. Thanks for watching. All right. Bye.